Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It is lion season in the NFL. It is also the NFL Combine this week in Indianapolis, Indiana. So who is lying and who is telling the truth? We're about to tell you here on Amber and Ian. Amber and Ian presented to you by Progressive Insurance at Ian Fitz is how you, at Ian Fitz ESPN is how you find him because you got to put ESPN, which is really going to screw you, Ian, if you ever go anywhere else. It's not the best negotiating tactic. I'll be your agent. We'll talk later at Ian Fitz ESPN <laughs> at Amber W Sports is how you find me. Let's play a little game that we like to play called Truth or Lie. James. Yeah, I mean, you hello, have to James. introduce the host of All right. the game hello, show. All right. Hello, James Steele. Thank you, everyone. I mean, we played this they earlier, me. so they I thought me. you just kind of knew no, no, no. You to reset jump in here. This all again. The, the, it was excellent the first time we played them? it, by the way. Did you hear them? They love me. All right. Um, we've been talking about uh, the Bears and, and Justin Fields and... What they're going to do with that number one overall pick, Ryan Poles was asked today if he is uh, worried about Caleb Williams not wanting to play in Chicago. No, no, no concerns about that at all. I I would love to know why if that was the case. Like I said, I think um, as a young quarterback, and I've been around it, the infrastructure is important, and I think we've made really good progress in terms of having really good infrastructure for whoever were to come in or if if Justin were to stay here as well. Ian. No worries about Caleb Williams wanting to come to Chicago. Is uh, Ryan Poles telling a truth or a lie? Can you have truth and a lie in the same sentence? Because, yeah. Okay, there we go. Well, the truth is he's not worried about Caleb Williams not wanting to play in Chicago because you're already hearing that lying part about you know, around the combine. Caleb doesn't want to go to Chicago. Who the hell's saying that? Opposing agents wanting their quarterback to be taken number one overall. You heard the same thing about Joe Burrow. So that part is true. The lying part is the infrastructure in Chicago. They have a good infrastructure there to bring in any any rookie quarterback. That part is a lie. You got a lame duck coach right there, Ryan. Come on, brother. Uh, I will say that all of this is a truth in Ryan Poles' mind, right? I think that Ryan oh, Poles <laughs> is not worried about – about his number one overall pick about Caleb Williams not wanting to come there because he probably doesn't believe it. Frankly, none of us believe it. It's like Ian just said. I mean, it doesn't really happen. Sure, Eli Manning. Sure, we can uh, we can point to the very outliers in NFL history. Otherwise, it doesn't happen. You hear this every single year. The reality is the number one overall pick normally goes to a team or organization that's not so great. It's just how the cookie crumbles. You also get compensated for doing that. Caleb Williams probably has no problem going to Chicago. I'm guessing those are rumors. Also, Ryan Poles probably thinks that he's running an organization that is set up to get the most out of whatever quarterback he ends up moving forward with next season. So it might be a lie, but I don't think it's a lie in Ryan Poles' mind. So there you go. I think it's all a truth. If he was up to the lie detector, I think it would come up truth. All right. Up next is uh, the general manager of the Seattle Seahawks, John Schneider, who was asked if uh, Geno Smith is the starter right now? Yeah, I mean, I would think, yes, the starter until he's not. 
Yeah. So, uh, Amber, is, uh, is, that, is that a truth or a lie? Uh, well, it is, in fact, a truth because, as I understand it, uh, Geno Smith is right now the starting quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks. And he is the starting quarterback until he's not. Now, we don't know when he's not. We don't know what day he's not. We don't know if 24 hours from now he'll be the starting quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks. But right now, as we sit, when John Schneider was making those remarks, Ian, it's a factual statement. It's true. I think anything that any Seahawk says is true. What? All right. Uh, Amber, you sounded more certain about uh, about whether or not Geno Smith is a is the starter right now than uh, John Schneider did. Uh, up next, Nick Sirianni. I mean, right, like right now, he is. You know? I know. Well, I mean, you Ten sound pretty now, certain right about now. that. Um, Nick Sirianni was uh, was asked about the Eagles' culture. Here he is. We're not that far removed from having one of the best cultures, uh, you know, that any of us had ever been been around, and and that's, you know, our players would say that, our coaches would say that, and it's just some tweaks that we need to do. But make no mistake about it, the things that you can change how you communicate uh, your culture, you can change the little ways that way you do it with it, um, but. At the forefront, we're never going to change what it, what the culture is: connect, compete, accountability, football IQ, and fundamentals. So, Ian, it sounds like he's saying the culture in Philly is is okay. Is that a truth or a lie? Uh, well, you just heard him say, you know, that they, you know they're they're not far removed from you know a Super Bowl run uh, with the same culture, and they had to tweak some things. They fired two coordinators. So I'm going to say everything he said is actually true because they did tweak it, Guilty and they truth. weren't far removed. Oh. What? what? Yeah. He gave us a whole bunch of coach speak about culture, and he talked himself in circles because he was saying, well, we're not far removed from when we all had a great culture, which I assume he's referencing the The season before this past one, right? And then he goes on to say, our culture doesn't change, and our culture's great. We still have the whatever accountability, whatever blah, blah, coach speak, blah, blah, that he threw out there of the parameters of the culture. So no, it's all a lie because the reality is the culture does change there in Philadelphia because I don't know if the culture was ever the best culture air quotes that any of them had ever been around. It was a good season in Philadelphia. Certainly wasn't this past season. It was a disappointing season in Philadelphia this past season. You heard by his own admission, they need tweaks to be made. So it sounded like a whole bunch of coach speak in circles and frankly, a bunch of bull bleep. Lies, 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 and more. Alive. You have uh, something to tell us, Ian? We have a final in Starkville, Mississippi. The Bulldogs were down three. They came up the floor, hit a three from Tuscaloosa, Alabama to tie the game at 89 with three seconds to go in the game. Kentucky inbounds the ball to midcourt and then has a driving, floating in the lane layup. 91-89, Keon Tucky right now. The, it is going to be reviewed. I do believe the bucket is going to count. No court storming going on at the hump because it looks like Kentucky has won the game. This bucket will count. Yeah, Plenty of time good. in. That's ball game. Kentucky escapes with a W over Mississippi State. Back to you. All right. <laughs> So there's a lot of questions there about. Should, but to be clear, there should not have been court storming either way because again, ah, they were favored. State was favored. Yeah, there you go. All oh, right. they, well, wait a minute! What the hell? Oh, okay. They're not saying the shot didn't count. They they put point five seconds back on the clock, so it is not over yet. Ninety one eighty nine, Kentucky 
up by two, half a second to go. That is time for a catch and shoot. All right, we'll keep you updated on that. Uh, lots of questions surrounding Daniel Jones and the Giants quarterback situation. The Giants general manager, Joe Shane, was asked about Daniel Jones today, and here's what he said. Daniel's been in there every day. He's been working hard. We've had good conversations, and he understands where we are. He understands that we're going to need to add a quarterback. He's coming off an injury. I have faith in Daniel. I have faith in Daniel as our starting quarterback. Uh, Amber, does he indeed have faith in Daniel, truth or lie? Uh, no, that is a bold-faced lie. I, I don't think he has Liar! faith in Daniel Jones. Liar! I'm not saying that Daniel Jones' time or opportunity, frankly, is, is over there because they did pay Danny Dimes, and this season was hard to judge off of, obviously, because of the health factor. But to say that I have faith in him, to know that he's absolutely the future here and the guy, I mean, come on. Uh, you, could, you can't feel confident in that statement, Ian. Uh, blatant lie. You know, and look, he took a big step with Brian Dable's first year there. Obviously, he made the playoffs and took a big step as a quarterback. But last year, with that sieve of an offensive line, no weapons around him. And then we were there with ESPN Radio on the call when he tears the ACL in, in, in Vegas. Just a disaster of a season. So to say you have the utmost faith in Daniel Jones right now, no, that's a blatant lie. Lies, 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 and more lies. By the way, it is a final 91-89 Kentucky. All right, real quick, uh, Brandon Bean. Uh, Bill's general manager uh, talking about taking the risk and training up for Josh Allen in 2018. If you can get a franchise quarterback, if he turns out to be a franchise quarterback, it'll be a good move. I mean, we got criticized a little bit for how much we gave up for Josh. And I'm like, well, if he doesn't work out, I'm not going to be here anyway. And if he does work out, nobody's going to give a Ian, is that a truth or a lie? <laughs> Truer words have never been spoken at the combine. I mean, that is the epitome of truth. I mean, that is, that is you know, Tom Cruise and a few good men. I want the truth. Well, guess what? He just gave it to you because everything he just said, if it didn't work out, I wasn't going to be here. And if it does, nobody gives a bleep what we gave up for him. What could be more true than that? That's 100,000% true. The only exception to that rule would be if then a couple years later, Brandon Bean went and drafted Mr. Irrelevant and hit on that draft pick so that everybody forgot what you gave up when you traded up to get the guy who didn't actually pan out. That would be the one exception to the rule. But typically, what Brandon Bean said there is correct. If it hadn't worked out, he wouldn't have been there anymore. But instead of a swing and a miss... That was very squarely a swing and a hit. By the way, they gave up. They swapped their first and then gave up their 53rd and and 56th in the second round just to move up five spots to get him. So, yeah. decision. Absolutely. (laughs) And he's still there. decision there. He's still there. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian. Where are the top available quarterbacks going to call home next season? We'll get into that here on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. 
Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. There are some updates to get to. Amber and Ian presented by Progressive. Lots of action, lots of screams going on, by the way, during commercial breaks as Ian Fitzsimmons and James Steele are both watching the televisions and getting fed these games. Let's go ahead and get you an NBA update. NBA update. We take you to Cleveland, Ohio, where the Mavericks were down 1-18-117. Get the ball with about four seconds to go, inbounds almost stolen by Cleveland. Luka picks it up, dishes, layup, bucket good with two seconds to go. Mavs up 119-118, inbound to Max Strauss, and then three-quarter court heave goes in. Cleveland wins the game on a buzzer-beater three-quarter court shot, 121 119, Luka with 45 and 14 in a loss. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, 31, 7 and 6 in the win. And Max Strauss with his biggest three points, finishes with 21. What a finish in Cleveland. Max Strews, former Miami Heat. Heat legend there. (laughs) Max Strews contributing to that win. Unbelievable. So that was a hell of a game. Uh, Also in NBA news, uh, we got CP3 returning tonight. He played tonight for the Warriors for the first time since January 5th, which is when he fractured his hand. Nine points, six assists, four boards, four steals off the bench. Clay put up 25 off the bench. The Warriors beat the Wizards 123 to 122. The Milwaukee Bucks are up 33 points right now on the Hornets, 63 to 30. So whooping that. Uh, we will go ahead and keep you updated on all of that action. We will keep an eye on it all, although I'll encourage Ian to not scream while we're on the air so much. A little, <laughs> little less animated uh, than you were there during the break watching that Cavs finish, that Cavs mass finish. All right, so let's talk about the quarterbacks right now in the NFL and where are they going to be in 2024? There is an article on ESPN.com on ESPN Plus that predicts all 32 NFL starting quarterbacks for the 2024 season. Ian, and some of them we don't need to get into, right? Like, I'm pretty confident that Patrick Mahomes is going to be the starting quarterback in Kansas City, God willing, okay? So some of these teams we don't need to cover, but there are some interesting ones here, so I want to run through some of these landing spots. The Atlanta Falcons, according to ESPN+, Plus will have, as its starting quarterback, Kirk Cousins. By the way, this is Seth Walder who wrote this article. I should reference him. Kirk Cousins, according to Seth Walder, will be the starting quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons 
Are you surprised? Uh, I don't agree with it. I would be uh, very, very surprised if Cousins ends up in Atlanta. I think Minnesota wants to keep him. You just heard the tone of voice and saw the body language from Kevin O'Connell, the head coach in Minnesota, when he was talking about Kirk Cousins. Cousins wants to be there. I think they want to, him to be there, even coming off the Achilles. I think Cousins stays in Minnesota. I would be very surprised if he's in Atlanta. So the, the thought process there is going from one Sean McVay coaching tree to another Sean McVay coaching tree there in Atlanta. That portion of it makes sense. Atlanta, lovely place to live, all of that. I'm sure Kirk Cousins could find himself happy on a team that does, in fact, have weapons. And if it had the right quarterback, probably could do some serious winning. But I'm with you. I actually think Cousins ends up staying in Minnesota, even at a, if it's at a little discount. That dude is a... a an amazing businessman he has made all sorts of money but he has also made it very clear that him and his family like living there in minnesota he likes playing for the vikings so we'll see if he works out something in order to stay there this article has russell wilson as the starting quarterback of the minnesota vikings now that's a situation i hadn't even considered what is your reaction to that i stunned if that happens absolutely shocked if that happens so, again, we, you and I agree. We think Cousins is, is, isn't going anywhere. Might even give him, at this stage of his career, because they like it so much, a bit of a hometown discount. Don't count on it, but I, wouldn't be, I would not be surprised if he did. I would be stunned if Russell Wilson was a quarterback in Minnesota. Uh, I mean, I don't know what Minnesota does if they're not retaining Kirk Cousins. There's this idea that they're not going to want to pay Cousins and he's going to move on. Fine. What are you going to do if you're the Vikings? Russell Wilson, that's interesting. Again, Russell Wilson's going to be going to a team on like a million and a half bucks. It's it's the vet mint that I think he's going to need to get from a team because he's getting paid from Denver. So he doesn't need to charge the next team a lot. If I'm Russ, I'm considering my options and trying to go to a place that I actually think I can do some winning. Not necessarily the place that's going to give me a couple more mil or whatever. At this point, who cares? You're getting paid either way. Go to a place where you can do some serious winning. That's an interesting one. This article has like the New England Patriots taking Jaden Daniels, for example. So we've got rookie quarterbacks, of course, going in this thing as well. The question then becomes, where does Justin Fields ends up, though? Because, of course, he's the talk of it all. Where do you think, before I get to where this article on ESPN Plus has him, where do you think Justin Fields ends up in 2024? Pittsburgh for a second-round pick and a sweetener. Well, there you go. That's exactly where they have Justin Fields landing on ESPN Plus is, in fact, the Pittsburgh Steelers. And Ryan Poles today, the GM of the Chicago Bears, I think did a masterful job of saying a lot without saying anything. Because I took everything he said as, oh, read the tea leaves here. They're trading Justin Fields. Other people like Gabe Neitzel, who was filling in on Carlin versus Joe, took everything he said and reading the tea leaves. He read him as, oh, no, they're keeping Justin Fields. So Ryan Poles did a great job in confusing everybody today as a GM of the Chicago Bears. And the biggest story right now at the Combine and leading up to the draft because of the number one pick and Justin Fields. So, But I, I took it as he's out and they're going to take Caleb Williams with the number one overall pick. And I think Arthur Smith's offense is perfect for Justin Fields. And this article has Caleb Williams going to the Chicago Bears. The Denver Broncos, in order to fill the gap left by Russell Wilson, they take J.J. McCarthy, McCarthy. Yeah. in the draft. Yeah. Which That's exactly is what I was going to say. Realistic. Not a big guy, right? He's about 6'2", maybe 215, and, but and wasn't asked to throw it a lot. As a matter of fact, did you know he didn't play in seven 
fourth quarters this year because Michigan was absolutely beating the ever up and snot out of half the teams on that week schedule they had until the back end. So, and then, you know, against Penn State, he threw it nine times. I think it was nine. I mean, he may have not even gotten that high. So, because they had Donovan Edwards and Blake Corum, they just ran it right down their throats. So, but when he was asked to throw it, see the Ohio State game, see the, the you know, the, the Alabama game, arguably the best two defenses that they faced all year, when he had to throw it, he was money. So it's a small sample size with McCarthy, but it, if Sean Payton sees something in him, yeah, that man can develop a quarterback, see Drew Brees. The Las Vegas Raiders, he has taking Michael Penix Jr. in the draft. Interesting. My question here is, remember Antonio Pierce was at Arizona State when they signed Jaden Daniels. And Herm Edwards told us a while ago that Antonio Pierce was very very involved in recruiting Jaden Daniels. Vegas is sitting there, I think, at 13 in the upcoming NFL draft. How much would they give up to try and get into striking distance to go and grab Jaden Daniels, who Antonio Pierce, now head coach of the the Raiders, knows very, very well? Hmm. That's interesting. Have to give up a lot. Have to give up a ton to get into that top three. That's interesting. Uh, certainly interesting, though. There's not really any other major surprises. I mean, there's some teams, you know, we were joking earlier when we did Truth or Lie about Geno Smith. This thing does have the Seattle Seahawks rocking with Geno Smith as a starting quarterback next season. Baker locking things up there in Tampa. Uh, Drake May ending up with the Washington Commanders. That's the other rookie quarterback on this list. And, and they have Daniels going third to New England? Yeah, that was New England. Oh, so I figured. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Seth Walder, again, from ESPN Analytics, he put this thing together, predicting all 32 NFL starting quarterbacks for the 2024 NFL season on ESPN+. And I feel like there's a lot of moving parts in the quarterback world in 2024, but when you're really fleshing it out and looking at all of it in front of you, there's not so many wild cards here, right? There's the teams that you know are probably going to be best fitted addressing their quarterback position through the draft. The real surprises are where Russell Wilson ends up, where Kirk Cousins ends up, but outside of those somewhat moving dominoes, it's basically who you'd expect that ends up on their teams. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, we have to find out what is a big deal and what is not a big deal. It's the only way you're going to know. That is next here on ESPN Radio. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Along here on Amber and Ian presented by Progressive. You can find him at Ian Fitz ESPN. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. We are keeping updated on all the live action across college basketball and the NBA. We will continue to do that. If you miss anything on tonight's show, Please check out the podcast on the ESPN app. But right now, we have to find out what's a big deal and what's not a big deal. It's making headlines. Extra, extra, read all about it. But is it a big deal or not a big deal with Amber and Ian? And James Steele and Rachel Robinson. Hello, James. Yeah, uh, hi. Hey. Oh, there's Rachel here. with the still studio here. audience. No, it's a real studio audience. Oh, she's encouraging them. She's like the conductor of the studio. Audience. I feel like that's. Uh, I feel like that's what um, Amber and Ian are going to say whenever I read these first couple of Bengal uh, uh, Nightingales. The Chiefs have informed there the Jerry Snead. They are prepared to use the franchise tag and are open to consummating a trade if no long-term deal is reached, a source told ESPN's Jeremy Fowler on Tuesday. Snead is agreeable to the scenario, which gives him a chance to talk with other teams while the Chiefs remain in play for his services for the 2024 season. Ian, big deal, not a big deal. Chiefs looking to tag? Jerry Snead, probably. Yeah, it is a big deal, actually. Just, and because now this, this means clear, cut, and dry – they are going to sign Chris Jones to a long-term deal, uh, which they have to keep that dude in the building. And it also opens up Snead still to a potential longer-term deal, uh, but it, it, they are also letting him test the market, which I think is, is actually very, very classy. You got McDuffie on one side. You have Snead on the other. You can go draft another corner. It's a, it's a pretty good draft at corner if you do lose Snead um, to another team, but – Tagging him, uh, you know, Amber, you and I talked about this last week. If you had to choose between Chris Jones or Snead, which basically was the choice for the Chiefs, it was going to be Snead all along because Chris Jones's tag number was north of $32 million. An easy choice. I mean, you need Chris Jones there. He's the anchor there of that defense. As good as Snead is, they still have until July 15th, technically, to work out a deal amongst Snead and this team. It ain't going to take until that long because if they're going to trade him away, they're going to trade him away before the draft. They're going to try to get some comp- draft compensation, you would imagine, back for Snead in return. I feel like this means that Legereus Snead is not going to be on the Kansas City Chiefs next season so that's a big deal but the bigger part of this is even what Ian said it leads me to believe that they are going to work things out with Chris Jones which is what everything's pointing towards this week as well where it sounds like those two sides have been allegedly on the same page since he came back this past season when they were having contract disputes so feels like they're going to work together to work something out all right so uh I'm sorry but no, you can't. Not again. I'm sorry. No, we already did it. We already covered the Chiefs. Like, we're good. We met our Chiefs quota for the day. I'm sorry. But, you know, I mean, You're not sorry. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, we know that they have a relationship. Well documented. Uh, but Andy Reid dropped this. Uh, oh, dropped. Uh, 
some new information about how she won the offensive line over. Andy Reid said, quote, she likes to cook, so she made the offensive linemen these homemade Pop-Tarts, Reid said during an interview with Mike Florio and Chris Sims at the NFL Scouting Combine. She didn't give me one, the offensive lineman definitely didn't Are you really bringing this up right now, that, that, ta- that Taylor Swift made some cookies? No. That's homemade not what Pop-Tarts, I said. Pop-Tarts, Pop-Tarts. Whatever. Which, she I baked. mean, how do you even make? I, yeah. Homemade Pop-Tarts sounds pretty extensive. Here's the thing about this. It's a big deal, did right? Did she? Did she? Thank you. Oh. Or, wow. or, and I'm not listening. I listen. Obviously, T yeah. Swift, I, she's a woman sure. of many talents. I'm not suggesting that she couldn't. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that she's oh. also probably got a whole team of private chefs. So, you know, I pulled this move once, Ian, when I was in my dating years, and I once, me and a girlfriend, we told these two guys that we liked that we were going to cook them dinner. And then we ended up losing track of time earlier in the day, and we didn't actually end up cooking dinner. And so what we did was we got takeout from an Italian restaurant, and we went back to my apartment, and we dirtied a bunch of pans, and we turned on the oven, and we put the food in those containers, and we, just, we threw everything else down the trash chute, and they thought that we could. That we cooked an amazing Good job out of you. You, you oh, improvised. You adapted. So you overcame. Projection. I improvised. It's projection yeah. then. I improvised to impress this guy. And by the way, dated him for years after. So cha-ching, it worked. My point is, I didn't have a private chef and I was pulling that move. And I sure as hell wasn't Taylor Swift. So I can only imagine the moves I would pull if I was her. <laughs> I just want to know if Mandy Reid, if the pot top said that she had her chef cook, were actually really good. I'm assuming they were. Did you listen? He didn't get one. Uh, I missed she only gave him to the. He only gave him to the offensive line, and the offensive line wasn't given any to Andy Reid. I mean, never mind. Not a big deal. You can't take food out of those guys' hands. That's what I mean. Bite your hand off. Oh, lineman! How many pop tarts did she make? I don't know. Not enough, I, I guess. Big men to feed. All right. The, so we've been talking about the Bears all uh, all night, uh, and obviously they have a decision to make on what to do with Justin Fields, what to do with the number one overall pick. But Bears wide receiver DJ Moore has been consistent in his take on what he wants the team to do. Pass on Caleb Williams and all other quarterback prospects. Quote, I still don't think they compare to Justin right now, Moore told NFL media on Monday. Moore is Field's biggest supporter. Ian, big deal, not a big deal. Yeah, because DJ Moore, you got to keep him happy. Uh, and you got to get somebody opposite him. So that is a big deal. Right now, Anything involving any skill guy that is worth a bleep in Chicago is a big deal because of who you're going to have at quarterback, and I believe it's going to be Caleb Williams. So DJ Moore, even though he may be you know, Justin Fields' biggest supporter, anything that guy says, yeah, it's a big deal. Ryan Poles has addressed this today at the Combine because he was asked about what these other guys say about Justin Fields, and it's one of the problems that he has on his hands is how to inform them if he's going to move on from Justin Fields. So I suppose it's a big deal because you have to keep them happy. But at the end of the day, the reality is you have to do what's best for the future of your franchise. You can't so much worry about upsetting player A, B, or C because they're friends with a dude. Or even if they think that dude's great. At the end of the day, it's business. Business is business. It's not their decision. It's your decision if you're Ryan Poles. And you can't get too caught up with the emotions of it. All of these guys are like friends. They're like family. There's always going to be those relationships inside a locker room. Nobody wants to see anybody get traded away. It's always going to be a difficult situation, particularly when it's the starting quarterback of your team. So I think I said that was a big deal, but then I kind of argued it wasn't a big deal. So now I feel like it's not a big deal. There you go. I'm pretty confusing. <laughs> uh, 
convinced myself otherwise. Oh, the lawyer, the lawyer in you right there. She lawyered herself. Myself. Yeah, she lawyered herself. Uh, the Buccaneers are releasing two-time Pro Bowler Shaquille Barrett. Uh, NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport reported on Tuesday morning. Barrett, who was 31, was due just a $1.2 million base salary, but had a $14.1 million cap number and will provide some savings for the Bucks as they prepare to pilot free agency waters. Uh, so have to sign Baker Mayfield, Mike Evans, Antoine Winfield, among others. Uh, Amber Bingdon, not a big deal. Bucks parting ways with Shaq Barrett. Uh, this is not a big deal. This was to be expected because of that $14 million cap hit. you got to find ways to try to retain your main pieces there. I expect them to pay Baker. The Mike Evans thing remains a big question mark because are they going to be able to pay him enough to keep him? But if you can, it would go a long way, obviously, to the future success of your team. Antoine Winfield there, as James mentioned, there are guys to be paid. You can't necessarily pay the guy who's got the 14 mil cap hit and keep him around. So this is not a big deal to me. It's not a surprising deal either. I'm going to go big deal. Uh, one, because he may still end up staying in Tampa. Uh, right. you know, so that, that's one aspect. And the other, tug on some heartstrings. They, you know, he and his wife lost their two-year-old daughter uh, before the season began. Uh, so they have big ties in Tampa. They have a great core in Tampa. He's been there five years, made two Pro Bowls. I hope he ends up staying there because the family likes it. And, and, and you know, that was a tragic, tragic loss of a two-year-old daughter. So I hope Shaq Barrett ends up staying in Tampa. So that's why I'm going to go. It's a big deal. Yeah, I mean, he only had that 1.2 base salary. It's the cap hit that's a real yeah, problem. Exactly so you right. can restructure it and keep him stays. around. If he's amenable to it, I wouldn't be surprised either. All right, uh, one more real quick. Uh, Shohei Otani, spring debut with the Dodgers on Tuesday. He homered in his final bat. Big deal, not a big deal. Shohei homer in, uh, in his Dodgers debut, Ian. Dude, when you're paying that dude over $700 million, that guy breaks wind, it's a big deal. <laughs> okay, I don't know about all that. Like, I don't want to know about that <laughs> when he does that. Uh, thanks. But otherwise, yeah, it's Shohei Otani. Obviously, anything that he does... That's actually part of the game of baseball. <laughs> I want to be clear about that. Anything he does that's part of the game of baseball is, in fact, a big deal. Forget the clubhouse stuff, right? Yeah, anything right. On, on the diamond, right? There on you go. On the diamond, even big if deal. it's spring training, yes, it, it matters. Anytime that he homers, it matters. It's Shohei Otani it and it's one. the Dodgers. Right. Coming up next year. On Amber and Ian. We will put a wrap on another exciting night in sports. We'll get you updated on all of the live action here on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
Some good action across the world of basketball tonight as we've been on air here on Amber and Ian presented by Progressive. If you miss anything, you can always check out the podcast on the ESPN app at Ian Fitz ESPN is how you find him at Amber W Sports is how you find me. So we got some serious action in college and some serious buzzer beater action in the NF in the NBA. Almost said NFL NBA as well. Let's first start with our NBA update. NBA Update. Doncic bounced underneath the PJ and he laid it in with 2.6 to go. Cavs out of timeout. Struess into Mobley. Back to Max. Half court shot. Good! Good! He hit it! Cavs win! This place is going crazy! That it was on WTAM. That is a hell of a call there as Max Struess hit a 59-footer buzzer beater. 59 feet. Five threes in the last, what, four minutes for, for Struess. And then he you had did. Donovan Mitchell with 31-7-6. and six. Luka with 45-14-9 in a losing effort for the Dallas Mavericks. Crazy. Uh, these Cleveland Cavaliers, man, they do not give up. And they were not intimidated by what Luka was doing tonight. And he was doing everything he could tonight. Still couldn't get the dub. Max Struess ends up being the big superstar of the night. Here is the Cleveland Cavaliers forward after the game. Max, take me through that final moment to win this game. I don't know. Uh, Don was out of the game, so somebody else had to step up. Oh, uh, yeah, no, I got lucky Don was out because, you know, he would have shot that one, so. Take a minute to take in the crowd right now. What are you feeling in this moment? I'm cold. Oh, oh that was awesome. Uh, great win. We needed it. Uh, we've been struggling, so it's good to get one like that. We fought and fought and fought. Tough one at the end, turning the ball over, them getting a basket of the late, but whatever. We won the game. It doesn't matter. Like you said, this one was far from easy, but everybody could feel how bad you guys wanted this one. Why did you want and need this one so badly? We want every game. We want to win. We want to win every game. We want to keep winning. That's what we do here. We want to win and keep winning. We got the fans supporting us. You guys are awesome tonight. We appreciate it. We needed it. Uh, Just excited for the end of the season to keep pushing and keep getting every win. Max, you hit four threes in 67 seconds and then come down and hit that ridiculous game-winning shot. Where does a moment like this stand out in your NBA journey? It's up there. Uh, (laughs) I still can't even take it in right now. I don't even know what happened, but I'm just happy we won. That's it. That boy was all net. All net, too. Yeah. I feel so good for Max Struess. I mean, as a Miami Heat fan, Struess is one of those guys who you didn't want to see leave your team but you can't keep them all. You know that and these guys that come out of nowhere and then they turn into, you know, what they turn into, frankly, with the Miami Heat. I mean, he's the best at plucking guys, turning them into real viable NBA players. And Max Struess is certainly that. I mean, a game winner, moment winner. And I loved his line about Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> 
Like I liked, I like to thank Don for not being out there. Yeah, because otherwise he'd take the shot. I wouldn't have gotten that opportunity. But Max Struess, I mean, if you've watched his game, you know he is fully and completely capable of that. So a very cool moment as the Cleveland Cavaliers end up holding off the Dallas Mavericks 121 to 119 despite Luka's unbelievable night. Kyrie Irving did get a standing ovation. Uh, at the start of this game from the Cleveland Cavaliers crowd, as you would imagine that, frankly, he always will in that arena, as he should. It doesn't really matter how things ended there. It's about what happened when he was there. And, of course, final shot, integral part of winning them a championship. Those fans should be grateful, and it appears that they are. So that's cool. Yeah, I mean, anything other than, you know, a, a either golfer's clap or standing O because he hit the three to win it. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't care how it ended. I'm with you, you know, as he forced his way out of Cleveland. Uh, give give the man his due. He, he helped bring a title to, to Cleveland. Yeah, he certainly did that. So that was our NBA action of the night. Uh, we also had some serious action in college hoops as well. Ian was locked into this game between the Kentucky Wildcats and the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Let's hear what the final game-winning shot sounded like on KFAN. Comes into Wagner at 7, at 6. Wagner, Wagner pulls up over to Shepard. Shepard penetrates, floater, yes! Way to go, Reed Shepard. Why not? Why not, Reed Shepard? Reed Shepard rescues the Cats with a floater in the lane. I I think I lost some hearing on that call. (laughs) I had to take my... my, uh, my headphones <laughs> off my ears for a second there during that final call, but hell of a final call. Very fired uh, up there. Uh, Reed Shepard off the bench, the freshman for Kentucky, goes 11 of 14, 4 of 7 from beyond the arc, perfect from the uh, from the stripe, 6 for 6, finishes with 32 points off the bench uh, to beat uh, you know, the Mississippi State Bulldogs, where they were up big. They were up by 15 at one point. Kentucky finds a way to rally and prevent a court storm at the Humphrey Stadium Center. In Starkville, remarkable performance by the freshman out of London, uh, Kentucky. Antonio Reeves also finishes with 21 points for the Wildcats. Number 16 survives 91-89 on that running floater through the lane. Also have an update for you uh, in, in, in college hoop right now. Texas up 39-17 against Texas Tech, and the Red Raiders have floated in and out of the top 25. They are tough to beat in Lubbock, and the Longhorns have gone in and are putting it on Coach Mack and the Red Raiders. 39-17, under two to go in the first half. And then Kansas right now, number seventh-ranked Jayhawks in a street fight against BYU, another team that has been in and out of the top 25. BYU 19-8 and overall, 7-7 seven and seven in Big 12 play, 60-59. to at the fog, 4.26 to go in the game. BYU not intimidated at all in a trip to Lawrence, Kansas. That bad boy's going to the wire. An action-packed night. Uh, we will certainly continue to keep you updated on the live action. Game night will keep you updated on the live action when they come up next as well. You keep referencing the stork corning, stork, the court storming that could have been there in Mississippi State. And every time you do it, I cringe. Because I know. the Bulldogs were favored in that thing. And we cannot live in a world where just because you are playing a blue blood, you storm a court. If you're favored in a game, and I'm against court storming anyways, but I don't care. If we never get rid of it, this is still an unwritten rule. If you're favored in a game, you do not storm a court. Uh, I'm not talking about because it's dangerous. I'm talking about because you look pathetic. (laughs) I'm with you 100%. They weren't just favored. I mean, they they were favored. It closed at four and a half. Right. She's talking about a two-possession game. 
<laughs> and and they, look, there's little doubt in my mind that if if Mississippi State would have won that game, one, I think they would have been prepared for it because of what happened with Wake. Oh, you, know, I mean, you would you hope know, so. Yeah, I mean, I, well, just watching it, you know, you, you saw, you know, there, there was a security-type presence. You know, as we talked about last night, there's a handful of games on every college team's schedule that it, when the schedule comes out, you know these are three or four spots where we have to be prepared. Like Creighton yeah, was against a UConn. And it's your biggest rival. That's right? it. Thank I mean, you. That's it's it. not hard. It's your, you know, that's it. Bloods and, and, and your in, in-state or interconference rival. There you go. Bada bang, bada bang. Done. Finished. Right. And by the way, you know, if Auburn beats Alabama in, in, in Auburn or Bama beats uh, Auburn in Tuscaloosa, which by the way both happened, you don't storm the court because you're both ranked in the top 25. I mean, it, right. it, there's there's no point in doing that. You know, now if one of you really stinks and the other one is in the top five, you. St- Maybe, then but, you're gonna do but, it. But Amongst still, those two, you're gonna you're gonna yeah, want to do but, it. But you know, when you're favored, Although that is SEC an automatic. Huge, SEC huge fines, by the way, for court storm. Oh yeah, I mean, Sankey's not playing games. But bottom line is, yeah, if you're favored, like the Bulldogs were tonight against Kentucky, come on, be it's better. Embarrassing. Two possession favorite, close to four and a half. Yeah, you're embarrassing yourself when you're doing so, that. You gla- can't give. That Let much it didn't respect happen. to Duke or that much respect to Kentucky. Like, it's too much respect. It really is. I mean, I get it's a traditional program. It's a blue book. Yeah, but they're not even mean? top that five. For, but, yeah, they're not good this season. We're not storming courts. Well, they're good. They're not great. Right. Yeah. yeah I mean, that, okay, yes. They're not yeah. They're not up to Duke standards or Kentucky standards this season. No, frankly, nobody is. Everything keeps falling. All these top tens keep falling this season in college basketball. There is a ton of parity in college basketball this season. That's all the more reason that the court storming stuff shouldn't even be a huge concern this season. And I'm because, glad Kentucky prevented it. <laughs> right. Well, there you go. Kentucky prevented it. We don't even have to have this conversation because Kentucky went ahead and cooked this, took this conversation away. But I do hope that the Bulldogs fans were not planning to storm that court if, in fact, they did pull off that game.